Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live.
But despite the awful leftovers that the war had left behind, there was an even greater danger which threatened the remnants of old world humanity. And this danger could only be solved by the Detective Walter Camry. Oh, yeah? Then what do you 
closure. Just then, she walked back to my desk, only to reveal a flashing wrist device bonded to her arm I didn't notice before. It displayed a small screen with all different kinds of symbols. I don't know where this girl comes from, but wherever it is, it must be extremely advanced. And just what kind of alien device is this? You don't have Pip-Boys out here, do you? Pip-Boy? Miss? <laughs> I guess society outside is more primitive than I thought. That's not important right now, anyway. I'll explain later. My patience is thinning, ma'am. Oh, all right. Now, what's this here? It's the radio. There's a radio pack in that tiny thing? Now, my patience is thinning, detective. Oh, all right. The whole reason I came here was because of my people's distress signal we sent about a week ago. Where? We're in a sort of jam, see? And just when things are sorting themselves out, it only got worse. So... Since you oh so generous wasteland folk didn't respond, the only rational thing left to do was go and find the help myself. That's real brave of you, miss. Bunny. You can call me Bunny. Well then, Miss Bunny, that was very brave of you. It can be quite the experience your first time out in the waste. I can tell you really care about your people. Well, thank you, Detective. It's nothing my forty five couldn't handle. Real problem at hand. And to be honest, I wish I would have left earlier if I knew nobody was going to respond. Hate to burst your bubble, ma'am. We get all kinds of broadcasts out here musical ones, looped ones, crazed ones. This was no Looney Man's radio show, I assure you. C can you just wait and listen? Stop packing up your things and listen to me. I'll have plenty of time to listen to you tomorrow, Miss Bunny. But for now, I'll be making up my bed in the broom closet. Financial problems, huh? I've heard that there was a suit down on his luck around here. Just didn't know it was you. Not two seconds in this town, and you already know my state of affairs. Amazing, ain't it? Local government passes out a few rumors over my head because I attempt to expose corruption. Next thing you know, my house gets evicted, my belongings magically disappear, and the last place I can run to is my office. Surprising they haven't shut me down yet. Maybe they felt sorry for me. I can help you get back on your feet again. You just got to trust me on this one. Oh, really? I've been paid big money in the past, sister. So how is some outsider I've never met going to amount to the bags of caps I've made? I'll give you 10,000 caps. What did you say? You heard me. 10,000 caps. And just how did you get your hands on that kind of dough? None of your concern, detective. Look... You can either stay cooped up in this shack until Carbon decides to evict it as well, or you can take this job and rub the winnings in their face. What do you say? This girl was crazy. But crazy or not, I needed that cash. If what she was claiming wasn't some kind of scam, I would be clear, no doubt. No more taxes, no more debts, just me and a pile of loot. And she was right. If I didn't find some scratch soon, I'd end up on the streets like most of the poor suckers in this town. Best take my chances or get out while I can. And who knows? Maybe with 10,000 caps, I can open up Camry Investigations in a more civilized location. All right, Bunny. I'll hop on board for now. This job sounds more shady than downtown New Reno, so you'll have to explain along the way. But I have no position to argue with caps like that. Attention, people of the Commonwealth. I, the Mechanist. Have come to bring about an age of peace. Do not be alarmed. These 
these robots are your allies, your protectors, and they will not rest until the Commonwealth is saved. Together, we will restore justice and bring about the dawn of a new age. Well, it's uh, an evil night, as every night here in space or missile silo, depending on where the particular date. Anyways, evil night, we're up to absolutely no good, as good is very dumb. And tonight we're going to be talking about unfinished open worlds and you know, other nerdy stuff like that. Got a couple of guests lined up. And also, if you feel like giving it your best for the Joker's Laugh Challenge, well, you can find us always ready to receive. Now, without further ado, because we're already deep into the program here, we are going to get right at it, and then we're going to get right to it once we have a word from our sponsors. Make your next website with Squarespace. Thank you so much. Moving on.
soon called Shadow of War, which looks like it's even more open world than before. So what we're talking about tonight is the the unfinished element of these open worlds. And now I have some experience with, with the Fallout uh, open world because I've played it so extensively. I've, 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 I've reached my limit with, with everything that I can think of in the game. I've tried different paths. I've, I've essentially uh, ran the game probably 16 to 17 different times from beginning to end. And I, I, I think with that, it grants me a, a bit of, uh, I, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for there is, but it, it gives me a broader sense because I, and I'm not just running the plain vanilla game or all of the DLCs or touching base with this and with that and whatnot, but, I, but I'm, I'm reaching into different parts of it and playing it differently. So that way I, I think that alone is, is granting me these, these glimpses as to how unfinished the game actually is. Now, not to say that you can't go from, you know, out of the vault to the end game rather quickly. There's no set level for you to approach uh, in the vanilla game certain things. You know, things uh, appear as they appear, and, and you can go straight through the Minutemen, the Brotherhood, the Institute, and get all the way to the end. Sort of. The end feels empty. There's there's still other things to do. There's, but the game doesn't address those in the same manner as it does when it leads you up to it. And I think that's a, a lot of problem that these open game worlds don't take into consideration, is that there is a continuance, that people still play these games. Um, Skyrim in particular came out in 2011? 2011! So folks have been playing that game, still playing that game, and they're still playing it. I'm sure they've beaten a few of their saves and have continued to play even past that. So anyhow, what we would like to do, and I, I see this as a continuing series of anybody coming up with discoveries or whatever else, since this show doesn't really have a format technically, and we can actually you know, bounce back and forth here and there, I think that this is going to be one of those things where, you know, if you find something interesting or, you know, you have a, a particular a viewpoint on something, then by all means, call in and harass me for a little bit and let me know what's, you know, on your mind. We have an open platform here, <laughs> much like an open world, although I would probably stay away from subsection D. That is, uh, it's not quite finished in terms of, you know, being an unfinished open world. And here on the Damocles, if you go into an unfinished section, there's a good chance you're just going to be, well, how do we put this um, sucked out into space? It's unfinished, literally unfinished, as in the airlock opens, you get pulled out, you're floating debris now. Anyhow. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, with Fallout in particular, let, let, me, let me touch a few things on, on Fallout. Uh, with, I'm going to probably try to stay away from the DLC portion of it. There's a lot of folks don't, you know, get the DLCs, and a lot of people do, and they only get one or two. Uh, in my particular case, I have all of the DLCs, and so I have what's supposed to be from Bethesda the entirety of the game. But 
let's just touch on, on some of the things that uh, is not in the entirety of the game from just the plain, what gamers call the vanilla version, just the base game. One, and, and, and this is, I think, a, they could have included this, and it would not have, in fact, I think actually it would have made a much better part for Kate, one of the companions you can get in Fallout, and that is the, uh, what is that place? The Victory Bond, the Punching Cage, where you get Kate, what's it called? I can't remember. Fight Club, the, is it the Fight Arena? Anyways, just, just outside of Diamond City, there is a, there's an arena, like a cage match sport thing you can get, and well, you don't get it. You can discover it. And inside it, uh, in the vanilla game where they included it, you go in, there's a bunch of radar. I hope I'm not spoiling this for anyone. Yeah, who cares? Evil. So you go in, there's a bunch of raiders. They're pissed off that you show up there. Kate's in the ring, and her handler, I guess, the guy who actually owns the joint, but if, you know, if the bunch of raiders are, you know, taking over your establishment, you own shit. Uh, so anyway, he's cowering, and... The uh, the main dude, in particular, has, has absolutely... You, you have to kill all the raiders before you can even talk to him. But you go in, mid-fight, Kate whips the guy, they see you, they're pissed, you kill all of them, and then they come out to talk to you. Well, he comes out to talk to you, and he gives you... He eventually just basically passes off Kate's contract to you, because she's doing a bunch of drugs and shit. Anyhow, it, in this particular... Ver- and this is just the regular base game. In this particular version... They took out an entire section of this particular cell of the game. It used to be, before they excluded it all for release, it used to be that it would create an ongoing storyline. One of those radio quests where you could keep going back and keep going back and keep going back. And I don't believe they allow you to go in armed. You have to, go, you have to use absolutely no weapons or they shoot the crap out of you and you're not getting out, you're going to die. But it used to be you could go in and you could choose to fight someone in the cage. And I think in order to get that particular portion, you had to actually fight Kate. Like fisticuffs. And punch her in the face until she quits. Well, not advocating violence towards any women. In particular, because I think all humans have it right. They, they should all be equal. So you should be able to punch a woman or a man in the face and pretty much have the same response. People don't like being punched in the face. It doesn't matter if you have boobs and a vagina or a wiener or whatever other gross human parts you guys want to swap. Anyhow, <clears throat> there was an entire section of the game that they removed, and, and this is it, where you could go and you could earn uh, the game system of money, which was its bottle caps, where you could earn these caps for defeating these random champions. Well, they took that out of the game. And so instead, you have this this cage with which people are supposed to fight and this guy who hands off a contract to you and now you have a companion but instead of actually doing anything with it beyond that that's it that's all you got your companion now you leave you never see them again i've gone back nothing's changed still it's it's completely empty raider body still laying all over the floor dude ain't done nothing nothing weeks pass by in the game months pass by in the game i'm almost at a year now and nothing He's lazy, doesn't want to work, just keeps telling me, you know, 
doing a good job out there. I hope Kate's all right. That's it. And the guy wanted to retire. He should have just said that. But no, Bethesda, for whatever reason it was, decided to remove this from the game. And, and now that, poet, that portion feels empty. And it felt empty before I realized that there was actually another piece to it that should have been included with it. Now that I know this, I, I don't have any... I don't understand why they would not include that in the game. Um, should we, we should probably bring on some of these guests so that way they can give their, their take on it. Um, oh, on whatever else they want to talk about. Should we? Should we bring them in? Okay. Um, well, before I do that, let's go ahead and, and kill some of this ambiance because it's bugging the crap out of me. Uh, uh, let's bring this one caller in. One at a time. Uh, and see what we have here. Uh, Carla, you are on the air with uh, Mind Games. This is Mind Games. I'm Agent Race. You're not. And you're listening to Mind Games with Agent Race. I'm Agent Race. You're not. Uh, identify yourself. Uh, uh, <clears throat> it's I, uh, Jesus Hayward again. Ah, Jesus. Jesus. What have you been up to, buddy, since the last time we uh, we had you cornered on our show? Still haven't stopped playing Zelda. Uh, wait, so I'm guessing you have have the new game, right? Yeah, I remember last week. Yo, I remember it when you stayed outside for four days of the Best Buy to get yourself a copy of the Breath of the Wild and a Switch. And so, so you still been playing that, huh? How, how's it going? Well, I've grown a beard. You have grown a beard, or your character has? Oh, I have, and, uh... I didn't know that was possible. I didn't either, until I sat still for two weeks. Is it, how many, like, is it like a full beard, or are you talking like just like three weird-looking curly cues? I have to, I have to part it like a Red Sea when I eat. So you have to create a religion based on a false god, so that way you could... Uh, you know, I'm not, no, just, yeah, okay. Pretty much. And this is break number two of of playing the game in two weeks. So wait, when was your other break? Last week, Friday, eleven ish. Oh, so wait, you took you took your first break when you called my show? And, wow, I harassed you so bad. Well, I have to have social interaction. That's what my mom says. Social interaction. This counts. And plus, I've kind of. Uh, I, I kind of unplugged my dying grandpa to charge my switch, so I'm grounded. Aww. But that's okay. I I still have it. I lock myself in the room. And you're talk since you're talking about the open worlds and the Zeldas and the Fallouts, and that the you yeah uh, uh, there there brings up a good. Idea, well, not idea, point I had the other day, and it's that I completely agree with you on your statement that Fallout 4 feels unfinished. Because. Wait, wait, wait. Don't start talking about Fallout. You got your nose in freaking Breath of the Wild. Well, no. Let's talk about that. They'll, they'll connect in a moment. If you. If you take one. If you literally open any YouTube video with Fallout 4, I bet you $100. Not a single one of them has. Is missing the word immersion or immersive? Not, not a single video with somebody talking over it has is missing the word immersion, immersion or immersive, because okay. that's all anyone ever talks about: making it right. more immersive, making it more immersive, making it more immersive. Well, one simple thing in Breath of the Wild gives the immersion that Fallout doesn't have. 
as with crafting. You're going to tell me that with a roll of duct tape and a piece of ceramic that I got from a toilet and some screws lying around, I'm going to build a gun? No. But with Breath of the Wild, everything you craft, you physically see, if it's with food, you physically see. So if you take your mushrooms and you take your crickets and you take your bokoblin guts and you throw them on one thing, you'll get a little plate and you'll see it all together. And they all make sense. They all, you know, are crafted correctly and it creates an immersion for the game. The same as the weapons breaking and everything killing you at all the time, as well as the temperatures and the noise you make and how the enemies detect you. There's no get-out-of-jail-free chameleon armor. There's no vats, which isn't immersive, immersive at all. Think about it. How's vats immersive? What are you going to do? You, you, it's the pit boy, right? That's where the vats come from, right? Well, what are you going to do? How, how does the pit, How does the vats work with a pit boy on your arm? You're talking about immersion. We're talking about unfinished open world. Oh, well, the other thing about Fallout is, despite it being packed with all sorts of little hidden things throughout the entirety of the Commonwealth, everything has something in it. If it's a trash can, it's got something. It still feels empty. Because it doesn't feel alive. Mm, well, and, and there there have been... Um, the modding community is beautiful for that. It, it allows uh, so much other things to be done. Unless you are on a PlayStation... And then because of no external mods, you're stuck with just what they wanted to put in. Which, if you remember me just a few minutes ago, I was talking about some of the things that they took out of the game that they could have left in and would have been just as good. Because, well, there are other parts to this game that they left in and left unfinished. They're just unfinished. There there are certain quests. There are certain storylines. There's bits of... You want to talk immersion. There's some immersive pieces of lore that they don't flesh out. That they just literally give you not even like a teaser, but like an idea that might be something there, and then they just leave it open. Like, first of all, they they have uh, messages in bottles laying all over the shorelines of the Commonwealth, which when you find them, they give you a, a marker that gets placed in your pit boy, and then it sends you out to find these things. Well, when you go out and find these things, it is, there's really no resolution. It's just like, it, it, it's one of those things where it's like, here's something that could be really interesting, but instead we'll just give you some randomized loot, and you can go about your business. There, there's a, the, I, I think that, that the role-playing element took kind of a backseat to the, look how cool this open world is. It's a new installment of Fallout. And now, well, just shoot stuff and finish the game. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that. How even the, the immersive, quote unquote, parts of the game, like the bottle quests, are very clearly side quests. They very clearly feel like something that you do not have to do whatsoever. Whereas if you play Breath of the Wild, they, you know, the side quests are side quests, obviously, but they have effect on what happens afterwards. Like, if you bring... if you if There's a kid outside a village who wants uh, carrots. You give him those carrots, he makes you some soup. And you can take that soup to a person on the other side of the world who wants that soup. You, don't, you know, they don't say anything about it. 
but it's it's just part of what makes the world more connected and, and alive. And another part, uh, it's a big mishap in Fallout, where's the wildlife? I understand that obviously some of the, you know, animals would have been mutated and irradiated Indeed. heavily. Indeed. But as the humans survived, so would have some of the animals. And there's none. You get some birds. Crows, right? That's about it. Seagulls. Seagulls. Yeah, but you can't interact with them, really. Unlike in Breath of the Wild. You can just kill them. You can kill them in Breath of the Wild to get drumsticks. Well, there's also... There's rad stags, yaogwai, rad roaches. But all you can do is rats. kill them. Dogs. No, there are dogs. There are dogs and cats, but you can't Ramen. do anything with the cats at all. Yeah, see, that, and that feels unfinished as well. You, you can kill them and get the cat meat, mm. and you can make recipes out of the cat meat, but you can't recruit the cats for your baby. Which is what I, I really like about Breath of the Wild, is it feels like a Breath of the Wild. It feels like a world that is alive. Yeah, but it, in in terms of uh, of breath, it, it, does it feel like anything is is left unfinished? No. Well, at times, at times, some of the world can feel a little empty. But when you really look at the empty parts, they're empty for a reason. I get that. Here, here, let me see if I can make a correlation to you using your Breath of the Wild experience and my my Fallout 4 experience. When when playing Fallout 4, one of the one of the things that is is not really it's not really um what's what I'm looking for here? It's it's essential. It's not essential to a great majority of the storyline. But that's settlements. You know, Everybody knows the joke about Preston Garvey and his, hey, I got another settlement for you. Hey, I got another settlement for you. Settlement needs help. Settlement, 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 settlement. I'll mark it on your map. Mark it on your map. There's, there's, that's, everybody knows that meme. However, what do they actually do? They produce caps for you? Okay, well, let's look at that in terms of gaming. Okay? So you, you build yourself a nice little settlement. You have some, some caps flowing in from your, your, your stores and whatever else. What do you use those caps for? To buy bigger weapons, to buy more ammo, to do what? To kill more things. That's basically it. Do you, one of the things that, that I've, been, uh, I've been playing around with, and that is building settlements and keeping them, uh, keeping just a very, a very, very few settlements together without incorporating any of the other settlements. Because there's like, what, almost 20 settlements across the board in the regular game, plus the DLCs, add a few more in here and there. But for the most part, the settlements do nothing. You get settlers, they can be killed, they can farm, you know, food, and you can use this food to do what? To either eat, or to make recipes to eat, or to make recipes for utility objects like starches for adhesives, which adhesives are required because nearly every single thing that you want to do to your weapons or your armor or any modding that you want to do to your own gear via the game's actual workshops requires adhesive. So yeah, you can start up a nice little you know farm to get all of your adhesives up, to get all, all of this stuff 
which basically equates to making your armor better, making your weapons better, so you can go kill more stuff and not die. But there's no real purpose behind making these settlers happy, and other than getting the caps and some of the utility stuff out of it. It's not to say that you are going to have to ever, ever face an entire faction of raiders that comes sweeping through the Commonwealth, and you better hope that your defense is up and you have some pretty tough settlers, or else you're going to get creamed. None of that ever happens. No, no, no. I think the only only tie-in to settlements and exactly what that uh, like equates to the rest of the game will be in the spoiler alert when you have to destroy the Pridwin using the Minutemen storyline. And for that, really, all you need is one artillery turret and one settler assigned to it, and he, he, he alone can take down the Pridwin. Multiple explosions. This guy is just, like, jackrabbiting these freaking cannons, and he takes down the entire Pridwin. That's it. There, there is no, if you have more, then more explosions happen. Although, if you do have multiple settlements with multiple artillery shells, when you throw down one of those little artillery signal grenades, the place gets wasted with just one or two. If you have, like, six at this settlement and 12 at this settlement and four at this settlement, and then real close by where you set off that signal grenade, the place lights up like it was the 4th of frickin' July before you went into the vault. But that's the only difference. Everything else is just... It feels unfinished. People don't show up to your settlement from other settlements. I've got no visitors from Diamond City or good neighbor coming to my settlement saying, hey, I heard about your settlement, and, you know, I, that's one thing that I think they had left out. Like, if my settlement had uh, 70-something percent happiness, I've got max settlers there, and you have all these cool, wonderful shops, why am I not getting a caravan or a group of people coming from other settlements around to my settlement to buy stuff or to hang out? Why? Because they didn't finish that portion. It's an it, it's it's unended. It, it's just open. And I think with with it being an open world, they made it too open. It became open-ended. That is, there is no finish to the game. Officially. And when you look at it, 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 it kind of either needs to be a finish and you're done, you can put the game away. Or if it continues on, give me something else random that will keep us going. That will keep us continuing. Not just a new raider respawn at another base somewhere. Something else, like back when you had Spider-Man 3, which was a, a you know a, a little bit of an advancement from Spider-Man 2. I don't know if you've ever played Spider-Man 2, but Spider-Man 2 was probably one of the first open-world games that really, really, really opened it up for you. Because you could explore anything, you could go anywhere, you pretty much, except swimming. You couldn't swim. Spider-Man can't swim for some reason. I guess because spiders can't swim, that was the bane of his existence. <laughs> I would have hated to see what happened if he went up against a villain that had just like a really large Coke glass and just put it on him. You know, <laughs> you're knocking out of there, Spider-Man. But uh, in Spider-Man 3, they had these random events, which they had in, in Spider-Man 2 as well. And these random events would just pop up all over the city. So you could be swinging through, pretending you're Spider-Man, chewing bubblegum and taking names and all that other stuff. And then somebody's purse would be getting, you know, stolen. You could stop that if you want. Or somebody getting carjacked, and you could stop that if you want. Or, you know, there would be a gang fight. 
uh, just various random things throughout the city, which was great. It was absolutely great. But even there, even in that, in Spider-Man 2, which was years ahead of its time, even in that, they left it open and unended. Where after you beat the game, you could still continue on as Spider-Man, but you never faced any, any more villains. Nothing ever harder. The only thing that they, they had that was, uh, was even remotely close to that would be that warehouse challenge where you had to beat a certain number of villains in a certain time limit. And then once you did that, it went to another level where you had even less time and even harder villains to beat. And then they kept doing that until you finally got to the very end, which was a secret boss that no one knew about and probably still don't because she's leader of the Morlocks, known as Callisto, actually from the X-Men, which, if you think about it, Sony. And that's Fox. They own the rights, so they could definitely do that. However, in Spider-Man 3... They made it more of a, a territory conquering, where several gangs control different parts of the city. Much like kind of like kind of like a, a San Andreas, where which is another great open world. Okay, I know that Grand Theft Auto was was an open world, and you could do you know stories and stuff like that, and there would be random things that happen in, in Grand Theft. Maybe I should have said Grand Theft was probably the first open world. Anyhow. Spider-Man 2 was the, the first open-world superhero game in, in more of a sense of, well, I'm not going to even start devolving into that. I'm going back on my own. Anyhow, so they had different sections of the city that were controlled by these gangs and police. Police was another faction. And as Spider-Man, you could go in and you could tame them up. And when you tamed them, the police would help take over, which makes perfect sense. Spider-Man's watching these blocks. He wiped the gangs out, and they've moved them on, and now it's time for the police to move in and, and secure the joint. Great. However, and, and now this was one thing that I, I thought they, they did rather well, is once you wiped out an entire faction of gangs, there was no longer a storyline for those gangs. It's kind of a 50-50-90. Wipe out every bit of those gangs, and now they never return? There's got to be one straggler somewhere. But even in that game, there wasn't increasing levels of, of villains with which Spider-Man could fight. And, and in, in that sense, you know, it, it left it unended. There, there's still that open piece at the end where, you know, if Spider-Man beats all of the Ravagers, then no more Ravager storylines, no more Ravager quests. You never see them again. But it's kind of good and kind of bad. The, the the bad part is is that you know some of those are essential, <laughs> and uh, another part of that is, the good side of that is is that you no longer have to deal with those freaks, but there should still be something left. But the cool part about it was was you started playing a chess game with these uh, punks, and that was conquering certain portions of the city to keep them from conquering other portions of the city, and you could slowly wipe them out, much like in in San Andreas, when you're running around and you're defending your gang territory or you're taking over territory from other gangs. You know, you could carve yourself out, you know, a niche. Now, in, in Grand Theft Auto, all I did was take the gang members out of those particular areas, did not wipe out all of the gang members. And that's something that Spider-Man should have looked at, is there's always going to be a gang element. There is never going to be peace in Spider-Man streets, because otherwise Spider-Man would just hang his webs up and go home. <clears throat> in... Another open world, Shadow of Mordor, they introduce what's called the Nemesis system. 
which I think a lot of games need to really get on ball with. In the Nemesis system, you no longer have random this and that. Oh, it's, it's still random, with, with such illustrious names as Douche, the Slippery. You have random, and then they become, from there on out, unique warlords, chiefs, captains, orcs, and uh, other ne'er-do-wells that are exclusive. They are randomly generated, and they become your nemesis. And, and not in the same sense as, you know, they know where you are, they chase you down and whatnot, but if you are to see them again, if you didn't kill them the first time, they will remember you. So if you get into a fight with Douche the Slippery and you manage to scar him up really bad and he somehow manages to escape, the next time you see him, he will let you know that he is very angry with you. And with that nemesis system, it becomes more of a... You know, I, I, don't, I don't really know too much about this. I know that there's ways that you can set these guys onto the other guys and cause chaos and, and it's a political part to the game instead of just sneaking around and stabbing people. One man's war on Mordor for revenge. But it becomes more of a... Well, it becomes more political. You know, you can set this captain, Douche, the Slippery, up against Ratbugger, the Crass, and, you know, you can get yourself closer to another captain or wipe out another foundation a stronghold somewhere. And it makes, you know, another part of your game a little easier or a little, another little part of it harder. And if they kill you, if one of your nemeses kill you, the next time you show up again, they make mention of it. You know, one guy, how many times do I have to put you in the ground? You know, things like that. You know, they, they, they remember these things, and then the dialogue that's programmed into them, they give you a little bit more of that feedback. I've watched videos of people who have been harassed so many times by... Yeah, so, ...have been harassed so many times by this one bad guy that they can't seem to get away from. And so, do they have anything like that in Breath of the Wild? I mean, do they have, like, you know, nemeses that will follow you? Well... You'll get enemies that uh, that will remember that you were attacking them. Like for instance, if you if you come across a, a, a moblin or goblin camp, they have lives that they they act, and uh, if you attack them <clears throat> and run away, they will remember you the next time you come by, and will be more uh, alert to what you're doing. So I found that earlier when I uh, attacked a moblin camp, uh, I used my my bows or my bow and arrows, and unfortunately my my I lost my bow and I had to retreat. And the next time I came to that same camp, those moblins had bows, as if they were they had learned from the past fight with me and, and used ranged weapons instead of melee because I was using ranged weapons. You know that that makes sense. In in a in an, uh, one of my most favorite open world concepts is Dungeons and Dragons, and uh, I've seen plenty a dungeon master not utilize the the wonderful thing of enemies learning from you, but I've seen quite a few actually use the learning systems 
one in particular, a group of adventurers go into this cave and they fight these goblins. And one adventurer in particular was really excited about the flammable oil that he had purchased, really dying to use it, literally dying. He was, you know, losing hit points like crazy because he just wanted to throw a flask of oil on some goblins. Well, he manages to throw some oil on some goblins and set some of them on fire, and some others had witnessed this and managed to get away. Well, the next time they came back to that very same cave, the uh, goblins had oil for revenge. In fact, some of them was, were, that had survived the burning were the ones most vocal in using it in revenge. And those kind of things tie you into the world when you can feel like you can change part of the world. And I think that's a lot, that, that's the escapism part that people really look for in these games. Because I know you can't do a lot of actual change in the world of Breath of the Wild. It's not like I could walk into Kakariko Village and slay every last person there and leave the place a ghost town. You can do that in Diamond City, and the only people who pop back up are the gods. But, you know, the whole town is boring. But, you know, you just wiped them all out, so you get what you deserve. But you can build things in Fallout. You can you can change a settlement to look however you'd like. You could, you know, build towers, put up defenses, or you can scrap the whole thing and leave it to be a barren wasteland where people show up and are like, eh, we don't have any mute fruit and don't have any, any water, and this place sucks. And you put a bullet in the head, and now you have another corpse to pile on top of the pile of corpses that you have. You can at least affect some form of change. Not a great deal of it, but still some of it. And it's not even... It's not even like The Sims, which is completely open-ended. There is no end to The Sims. You can play generation after generation after generation or create yourself one immortal that has dozens of kids who live and die and the guy's still around. And by the time they get to the sixth generation, he can actually have a relationship with them and start the whole family bloodline all over again. It's really creepy. But we're only touching Fallout and Breath of the Wild and making mention of a couple of other subjects, really not delving into the depth of this. And for that, we need more people. You say B-movie? We need more B-movie? An open-ended B-movie world? That would just be silly. The game of B-movie would consist of, seriously, collecting honey, <laughs> And flying around, flying from flower to flower, collecting pollen to make money. No, you'd be making the memes. Those are a byproduct of the game. But I digress. Um, we've moved beyond the pale. <laughs> Some of us have, anyway. And we've moved on to much, m much crankier things and themes. So what we will be doing instead is we would like to do this uh, again, possibly next week. We'll talk about more game theory, more nerdiness. Can, we'll probably get Jesus Haywood back on uh, on that week. We'd like to get uh, maybe Nice Guy Eddie. See about. To, I know he. I know he just opened up uh, up a new shop in the Commonwealth. Yeah, he helps. He he runs uh, Crazy Ivans. And it's part of the co-op at Sunshine Tidings. I'd love to get him in to get hit, you know, a little bit of his uh, his take on things. I know he 
he also has uh, delved into the Skyrim world. So he's he's got a little bit of knowledge about that. And possibly even maybe getting, you know, him to give us the Joker laugh. Uh, we also would like to get the Joker on and get him to actually... He's still mad at me, you know, because we kept him in queue the entire show. He was sitting there in queue, wondering why he couldn't get in. And then we ended up talking afterwards. Uh, Asalon, me, and, and Joker. <clears throat> but anyhow, we'd love to get him back on the show. Love to get Asalon on the show. Papa Lotus on the show. And some uh, there's there's other folks. There's a, a guy out there named uh, well <laughs> named he 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 is the Reaper according to uh, his fan base. Would love to get him on there. He's been playing No Man's Sky and some other games. Like there's some Grand Theft Auto that he's been playing, and he's he's got a good head on his shoulders for all that too. I'd like to get other people's experiences. As I'm pretty much limited to just the Fallout universe, but I do have a very extensive role playing knowledge. Because I am a role player in his mother's basement. Hi, Mom. So I'll leave you with that. Jesus, it was nice having you on the show. Next week, we're going to talk more game theory, unfinished game worlds, and the like, and figure out where we go from there. It'd be all great. And we'll, uh, we'll catch you then. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.